Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ACC Now podcast by the News and Observer. I am Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the NNO. Very pleased to be joined today by uh, one of the rising stars in the ACC football landscape, Riley Leonard, Duke quarterback, sophomore, uh, has led the team to a full game this year. Riley, thank you for being with me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's great to, great to spend some time with you. Appreciate you taking it out. Um, as you guys get ready for another game this week, um, this would, you know, what a season you guys have had. Uh, you know, obviously, after what happened the last couple of years, expectations were rather low coming to this year because they're trying to build it back. But you guys have greatly exceeded that. Just, um, you know, what's your what's your general feeling about how, how things have gone so far? Yeah, um, to start things off with the, uh, you know, criticism that we had going into the season. Uh, personally, I, I love it. I love reading the articles. And uh, I think it's pretty comical to read the, read the stats about me and uh, the entire team because, Nobody knows the work that we put in, um, the new coaching staff and what they brought in the, into this program. Um, and then, you know, to have the season that we've had so far, 7-3, and three, uh, you know, I expected, you know, I expect to be 10-0 and 0 right now. So uh, this season, this season isn't anything uh, crazy in my opinion. Uh, we're just doing what we were supposed to do. And uh, I have high expectations for this team. I don't expect to lose a game. So, um, you know, obviously compared to the past years, this is, this has been a great season so far, but, you know, I'm looking to push this thing to nine wins and uh, win a bowl game at the end. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot to cover here, obviously, and uh, uh, how far you guys have come from last year. I, I do want to ask you, uh, along those lines, when, when the coaching change happened, um, you know, the new, new staff comes in, you were recruited by the previous staff, Coach Cutcliffe and everything. Uh, what went into your mind at that point about whether you should stay here or not? I mean, obviously it was wide open. Everybody could go and play immediately and all that, so... Uh, what was your thought process with that? What made you want to stay at Duke? Yeah, in all honesty, nothing even crossed my mind uh, when it comes to the transfer portal and leaving this school. And and it's really just down to my teammates. I picked Duke because I know every day when I walk into the locker room, I'm going to have like the best people in the entire country with me, um, regardless of the coaching staff or the school. The guys that Duke recruits are, are one of a kind. So how could I leave them after you know going through the year we had with them and the new coaching staff and my opportunity to uh, be the starting quarterback. And, you know, I'd never want to lead those guys. Uh, they're my brothers, and uh, you know, I, I'm hoping to have lifelong relationships with them. Very good. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk to you about all the ratings in the preseason. Had you as the worst quarterback in the ACC, right? Everybody said, all these other guys, teams have guys coming back. Duke has a new guy who's played, you know, started one game, right, last year. Uh, and that didn't go very well, you know, it yeah. lost up at Virginia Tech. So um, how did, uh, <laughs> how did, uh, where did your confidence come from, I guess? Because you had, you know, such little experience, obviously. Uh, you, you read that stuff that I know that fueled you. Just uh, tell me how that impacted you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand the ratings. I did only start one game last year and I did, you know, <laughs> play pretty bad. 
So I understand where they're coming from, but uh, really just my confidence comes from my teammates. Uh, you know, the offensive or the, the starting five on the offensive line are incredibly uh, talented and, and they're very uh, experienced as well. I think we have four senior starters and one one junior. So uh, to be able to drop back behind those guys, you know, how could I not have confidence? And then uh, being able to be in the system for a year and, and build the chemistry that I have with the wide receivers. Um Guys like Jalen Calhoun, Eli Pankle, older guys in this program that really know football and have been every experience possible. You know, they walked me through uh, spring ball whenever it was my first time really getting those starting reps. Uh, so, you know, going into the season, by the time, you know, all the critics come out and, and all these newspapers about me come around, we're way ahead of them. Uh, yeah. I have full confidence in my teammates. Um, obviously, the run game has been going good. So that's another thing off my plate that I have to worry about. So, uh, you know, just super fortunate. And, and that's where my confidence comes from. So what did you learn last year? What 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 makes you how di how different are you as a quarterback this year as opposed to last year when you're a freshman when you're, when you're new to college football? And it's a new system, too. I know that. But just your personal growth has to be pretty, pretty dramatic, right? Yeah. Some, something I learned was you don't know what you don't know. Last year, you know, I thought I was prepared. I thought going into that Virginia Tech game that I started, I was prepared. But in reality, I had no idea. Um, it's, it's funny. Hopefully, you know, next year when I look back at the at the player I am now, I say the same thing. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, to just just grow as a player, grow grow mentally uh, and physically off the field. Um, the new coaching staff has instilled a new person in me that I didn't know and I didn't know I could find. Uh, but now I think I'm. I'm the best version of myself and as a player that I've been all throughout my career. So, you know, I give all the credit to them for, for finding that for me. And then I did have my own list of questions here to ask you about Kevin Johns and, and how um, you got to know him. He got to know you. W what difference has he made for you? Yeah, he, he's a coach that him and him and Coach Elko, um, they're coaches that are going to bring the best player out of you no matter what, every single day. So, um They've, in, they've instilled so many different things. Uh, off the field, they taught me how to be a leader and how to be a quarterback. Uh, the pride that you have to take and the, and the certain things, you the, the, the extra things that you have to do off the field, you know, they've kind of taught me those ways. Um, then on the field, I as a quarterback, you gotta be the toughest on the field. Mm -hmm. um, and last year, I don't know if I really did that, but Coach Elko and Coach Johns are two, you know, really tough guys, really hardworking, so. Um, I'm tr still trying to, you know, pick them apart and, and learn from them every single day. What are some of the things off the field you have to do to be the to be the quarterback to be the to be a successful quarterback? Yes, yeah. One one thing for me is the way you carry yourself on the weekend. Um, you know, when guys are going out having fun, you got to be the more mature one. Uh, you, you can have fun, but you got to be the most mature guy and uh, make sure everybody's doing okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and just carry yourself a little differently than most people because there are a lot of eyes on the quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you just got to handle yourself the right way. You've got to be like a dad. You've got to be like, <laughs> hey, it's okay to have fun, but take it easy out there. Right, yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt about that. At the ripe old age of, are you 19 or 20? I don't know. I just turned 20. Just turned 20. Happy birthday. Just Thank you. 20. Uh, so, yeah, so at the ripe old age of 20, you've got to <laughs> right. be the mature guy. Right, thing. But, yeah. But uh, it's, it's paying off. I mean, you guys are, are having such an incredible season. And uh, um, as, as it got going, 
when you guys beat Temple, and you, and then I guess the you know, first game you come out and have a big win. Then you go to Northwestern and you win on the road. And I'm thinking that had to really springboard things, right? When you, you guys get together and go to your first road trip and come over with a win. Yeah, uh, you know you beat Temple first home game. Uh, defense plays great. They shut they shut Temple out to zero. Uh, but then, but then the real matchup comes when you travel to Northwestern, a big, big ten school that who just beat Nebraska the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, really hard, hard nosed uh, crew that they have. So to be able to go out there and, you know, in my opinion, out physical them the way that we did, really proved that you know we really got it. And, and we haven't been, you know, the more physical team in the past. But we really controlled that game. And whenever you know, offense started to slip up in the in the second half. The physicality is what won us that game, and you know, obviously that that showed on the very last play of the game with Jalen Simpson making an incredible play to force the fumble. Right. Um, so yeah, that that was a huge momentum and a wake up call for us uh, going into going into the year, starting off two and zero. And you, you see, speaking of physical, you seem to really relish that part of the game in your game, and you know, uh, so many of the the rules of football have changed to protect the quarterbacks. Uh, so you don't take as many hits, all that kind of stuff. But um, and I know you, have, you want to be protected, but you also seem like you you run toward the toward the yeah. danger a little bit, right? Where does that come from? Is that have you always been like that, or what? What when did that when did that start to become a thing for you? Yeah, well, uh, about <laughs> about the penalties and protecting the quarterback and the new rules. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. They, <laughs> if they want to give us an extra 15 yards after a play, you know, I'll take it. But uh, really, really, the way I see the game is, you know, the my my brothers that I, I go out there and fight with every single week, they're putting their, you know, body on the line for me. How could I not do the same for them? And I know, you know, you talk about protecting the quarterback, you know, taking hits off the body, and I try to do that whenever I need to. Um, but at the same time, if if I need, if it's third down and I need to get past the sticks or fourth down in the red zone, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to to sacrifice my body, you know, to get the win. So, you know, that mentality really just comes my whole life. With my uh, competitive uh, competitive nature that I have in me, uh, you know, I never want to show anybody any weaknesses, and I take a lot of pride in in being the hardest worker and the toughest guy on the field. So, you know, hopefully, you know, every every game that I go to, I, I show my teammates that they're not the only ones putting their bodies on the line. Um, let's go back a little bit to talk about uh, growing up in in the Mobile area down in southern Alabama, lower Alabama, I guess they call. Um, how uh, 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 when did football become? I know your dad. Let's back up. Your dad played college basketball at the Citadel. Uh, you had a great high school basketball career. Uh, when did football become the sport you chose? Like, okay, that's going to be my future. I mean, uh, was basketball ever a serious? Want to play college thing, right. or how did that? How did? Yeah, uh, <laughs> really. Everybody in my hometown knows me as a basketball player. So if you go, if you go down. Uh, back home to Fairview and you mentioned my name, they're going to be like, oh, that was a basketball player. So really uh, my decision to play football didn't come until after my junior year. Uh, so <laughs> extremely late in the process. But after my junior year, um, I was going into uh, play for Alabama Fusion, a, a pretty big EYBL team, and hoping to get you know some scholarships playing basketball. Unfortunately, that got canceled because of COVID. So I wasn't able to pick up those, those offers in basketball. And luckily, Coach Cut ended up finding my line, and you know the rest is history. But yeah, it was, it was a very uh, it was a late process for me in, in recruiting. Yeah, what other schools uh, had had contacted you at all about football? I mean, what 
what who else was in the mix there that you made yeah. visits to or anything like that yeah early on in my career uh, i think sophomore year i got my first offer to play at south alabama yeah um and then i got southern miss my junior year but other than that uh it was extremely um <laughs> i didn't i didn't really get recruited i never took a visit anywhere i never took any you know unofficial or official i never went to any junior days so uh the whole process was very strange to me i didn't i really like i say i didn't get recruited until COVID hit and i was just on zoom calls for about a month before i had to commit so it's amazing yeah it's changed everything i mean so many people have been through that what you went through um you know not getting the real the, the traditional recruiting experience and all that so uh so when you show up here of course your dad played division one athletics so i'm sure that helped you had an idea what what the grind was going to be like right oh absolutely my dad uh he, he taught me so many lessons uh, about you know really all, everything that i talk about comes from him when it comes to hard work and being tough on the field uh he he was when it came to sports, he, he, he was like my biggest mentor growing up. He taught me so many things. Uh, I remember playing T-ball when I was like five years old and him just, you know, riffing me uh, <laughs> when I was in the outfield, not backing up my teammate. So ever since then, uh, you know, as I grow up, there's just so many stories. Uh, one in particular, I remember after one of my basketball games, I was like maybe seven, eight years old. I went over to the scores table to check how many points I had. And he called me out in front of the entire gym. And I didn't really understand at the time why he was doing that. But, you know, obviously now you, you learn about being humble and, and showing your teammates that you know, you know better than them. So, you know, I, I take those things that he taught me with me everywhere I go. So I'm super thankful for him growing up. Yeah, that I mean, he taught you all the little things along the way, like you said, like backing up. Uh, in the outfield, that kind of thing. Uh, the thing about the scorebook. I mean, those are those are lessons you learn at a higher level, and you got to kind of instill no very, doubt. very Absolutely. early. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he played college basketball. You were a basketball player. Natural question is, when did you first beat him one on one? How long did that take? <laughs> and what was that like? Uh, he stopped <laughs> playing me in about fifth grade. He wouldn't play me anymore. Uh, so I, I I don't know if I ever beat him up until that. He's a smart guy. So whenever we got to fifth grade, and I, I, you know, I would always challenge him. But yeah. after fifth grade, he was, <laughs> he, he didn't want to play me anymore. He always had an excuse. Some <laughs> bag was hurting or something like that. But uh, good. so I, I really don't remember really beating him one on one because he was smart enough not to accept uh, the challenge. There you go. He was playing chess. Right. Playing <laughs> good for dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to ask you also, growing up in, in Mobile, uh, uh, I was an NFL writer in my past life. Um, covered, covered a lot of senior bowl stuff in Mobiles. You spent a lot of time down there. Did you, and Fairhope is where practice was. For right. the, uh, I used to go to Fairhope High School all the time, a long time ago. Um, did, you, did you ever attend those practices? Did you ever see those future NFL guys out there? Yeah, I was able to uh, attend the quarterback country QB camp, and they host a, uh, a camp where we can meet all the players. Uh, quarterback country, based out of Mobile, um, but they have um, – Coaches all around the country now that are training quarterbacks. Um, I, I would say that the majority of college quarterbacks right now have trained with one of the uh, trainers in quarterback country. So yeah. uh, super thankful that I was able to go to that camp, you know, 45 minute drive and meet guys like Justin Herbert whenever he was there. That was actually later in my, uh, I think I was maybe a, a freshman or a sophomore when I got to meet him. But uh, just, just being able to experience that that college life and, and going into the NFL really opened my eyes and uh, 
taught me the realities and, and how fun college football would be. Yeah, definitely. That's a great experience for you. Um, I do have to ask you also about uh, about your faith. You're, you've been very strong. You're very open about your faith and everything. Uh, when did that start become important to you? Uh, when did that kind of manifest itself? Yeah, um, my faith is the most important thing in my life, and it, and it will be for the rest of my life. It's something I take a lot of pride in. Uh, so growing up, my parents really wanted me to develop my faith on my own. So, you know, we, we went to church, but not as often as, you know, we probably should have. And in high school, I started, you know, I had the world. I was on, I was a starter on the basketball team as a freshman. I played varsity football as a freshman. And you have all these things, but then every day, you know, when I would get to school, I would realize like, hey, is this, is this all, all there is to life? Um, and then luckily, you know, having a football coach that's, that was a great Christian and then local pastors, they taught me um, about Jesus Christ. And ever since then, you know, it opened my eyes to what's really important in this life. Um, sometimes I get a little bit emotional talking about it because, you know, I just want everybody to experience how great Jesus is and, and the love and the happiness that he, he can bring to your life. Um, and now every day, like people think that all I worry about is how many touchdowns did I throw or school work, things like that. You know, when I, when I lay my head at night, all the first thing I think about is whether or not I further my relationship with Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's always constantly going through my mind and some, you know, I'm super thankful for. So lucky to have, you know, brothers now that are great Christians, a girlfriend who's a, it makes me a better person every day in Christ, uh, and then my parents as well. So, uh, you know, I I couldn't be more happy to uh, have found Jesus and you know be saved by Him. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned your your girlfriend. I want to ask you: you've known her since you were six years old. Is that right? Uh, yeah, sixth we, grade. I got which one? Of the it, uh, we we were young whenever we first knew about each other, but we really didn't uh, meet until like sixth, seventh grade. Okay, so yeah. We started dating freshman year of high school, so we've been together almost five years now. Wow. Yeah. What's her name? Molly. Molly. Okay. Is she here? At she Utah? actually goes to Auburn, so we're okay. going long distance right now. All right. How's that going? It, it's going just fine, <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's the truth. If she was at this school, you know, I think we would both be a little bit distracted, yeah. uh, but we're both finding things out about ourselves, and and having long distance, uh, you think it'd be pretty tough, but we, we find time to keep in contact with each other, um, you know, whether it's reading the Bible every night or uh, just FaceTiming when we can, you know, we've, we've grown to respect each other and uh, respect, you know, the schedules that we have. So, yeah, and, you know, it's, it's been pretty easy so far. And Duke's having a better football pro season this year than Auburn is. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, you, you've uh, uh, we've got a couple of games here left in the regular season. There's going to be some awards coming your way. Um, oh, I wanted to back up real quick and ask you about uh, last season and how you mentioned uh, your relationship with with Christ, your your girlfriend. Uh, did that help you get through last season? Was last was last season a, a struggle because of what the team went through and because you weren't playing very much and you got to play the one game and it didn't go very well or or was that? Or do you look at that as a learning experience? Like, hey, this is just part of the process. I'm just curious how you how you deal with that. Yeah, it's uh, a great question. Uh, you know, ultimately, I always say that once again, it just comes down to my faith. You know, obviously, 
after last season, I could have read into all the uh, things that people were saying. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I say, when I, when I go to bed at night, I, I, I talk to Jesus and, and realize, you know, what's really important in the world. And, and having a losing season uh, is not the not the end of the world. Uh, so he really just taught me through, or walked me through a lot of things and, uh, you know, got me past that season and, and look where we are now. So super thankful for that as well. Yeah. At what point in this off season did you know how different things were with the program? Because every new coach comes in, changing culture. It's just, it's what you, you want to do, obviously, but it can also, sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, there's been a lot of new coaches just within the ACC, their, their teams aren't having good seasons at all. And Duke, Duke has pulled it off. You guys have done it. So when did you feel that change starting to occur? Um, really, like the first meeting that we had with, with Coach Elko, we knew things were about to change completely. Uh, and really, we, we really kicked things off with the uh, strength staff. So so last year, nobody really came in to edit, get any extra work. But the first week that we were here, throughout until now, every single week, Guys come in and get extra lifts. I think this week we're at around 65 guys have come in for extra lifts already throughout this week. And, that, and that's consistent throughout um, each week, even in season. So the strength staff is really what opened my eyes to the to the new changes in this program. And then the way the guys responded, um, that's been the biggest thing. We've, we've, you know, accepted the past, but we're not – Looking, we didn't look back from from the very first workout, and that's been the game changer. And obviously, is what's won, it's what's won us some games this year, right? And now, you know, you guys are you're going into games favored most of the time. Uh, you, you're the team that people are like, we we got to play them, we got to beat them. Like it's not, you know, what I'm saying. Whereas yeah. in you know, when they're right. losing streak, it's different. People are like, Absolutely. oh, we get to play Duke. You know I'm saying so. Uh, that that's got to change. I don't know if that changes your approach or not, but that's a different vibe around the team, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's something that none of us have really had, especially the seniors who have been here for maybe, you know, three, four years. They've never been uh, the team on top going into each game. So we understand what it's like to be the underdog, the, the team that goes out there and just has nothing to lose. But now that but now that we're always or not always favored, but we're, we're favored, you know, a lot of the games, mm -hmm. it's been it's been a something we've had to learn to to uh accept because we've sure. nobody's ever experienced that so yeah uh, I, I think we've done a pretty good job this year me personally being a younger guy i think i've let up a couple of times uh after seeing those uh something i'm not proud of but something I'm, i've learned from and, and we've gotten better at throughout the season so um you know personally I, I love being the underdogs i think we are this week so you know I love it. I love reading that. I, I hope we're never favored again for the rest of my career. But uh, it's probably not likely. But I, I it's probably saying, not likely because yeah, here at the at the end of the season, you got a regular season. You guys are playing, you know, the defending ACC champion Pitt, and then Wake Forest. We was in the two teams that were in the championship game last year. So yeah, uh, that that's that's the way it's going to be. But I do know, um, coach had said, uh, you know, maybe after you guys beat Virginia, like the next game against Georgia Tech that there may have been a little slippage that think, thinking back in time now may have been a little slippage, um, yep. you know, that not nothing against Georgia Tech, but that that can happen. So I guess you guys have kind of learned from that, right? That you got to be got to be on top of it every game. Absolutely. And I've talked to Elko about Coach Elko about that. Uh, you know, me personally, as a quarterback, 
everybody kind of feeds off my mentality. And whenever I, I ease up, you know, you can kind of you can kind of see other people do the same. So, you know, I, I've learned from that, um, especially last week against Virginia Tech. Uh, we were favored again. And I, I, I didn't I, yeah, I kind of brushed that off and went into the game fully prepared and with the mindset of uh, scoring every time we get the ball. So what do you um, I know we're talking about this season, you're going to go to the bowl game and all that, but you're playing well enough now. You, you've got a future beyond college at some point here. I know you, get, you have to play at least one more year, dude. But um, what have you thought about that? Have you ever, has the NFL been a goal for years? I guess working at QB country, you're around a lot of guys that ended up being an NFL quarterback, right? So uh, how do you feel about, about, about that part of your game? Yeah, uh, I, I really don't think that much about it. Uh, you know, I'm far away from that. And I think I have so many different things that I need to work on in order to get to the NFL. So I'm never going to com become complacent and say that, you know, if I just ride out another year, I'll be able to make it to the NFL. Now, I'm not worried about that. <clears throat> you know, I want to I win an ACC championship and a national championship here at Duke. And I'm not going to stop thinking about that until, you know, I'm forced to leave. That is a good way to end it on. Riley, uh, really appreciate you joining us this week on the ACC Now podcast. Congratulations on your personal success and the team's success and look forward to seeing more things from you in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. God bless. Okay, thank you. I'm Steve Wiseman with the News and Observer. That's this week's ACC Now podcast. Thanks for listening.